What's up? What's up? What's up? Welcome back to another episode of Exceeding While Black. I'm excited for it today. Again, as you guys know, we're going through a mother's viewpoint, and it's to the expressiveness of these women and talking about the pre-birth and afterbirth and just the things that they've been through that so instead of me just you know going on and on <laughs> about this let's just go ahead and hear it from the woman herself i'm i'm good i'm cleaning my I'm cleaning my apartment most of the morning um and just dealing with dogs but other than that i'm good well before we get into all this heavy stuff i did want to tell you that I truly, truly admire and appreciate you for not only wanting to share your story and um, wanting to put yourself out there, but to to tell it to me. You know what I'm saying? Um, that is, that is, I just admire it. And um, what made you, what made you want to? What made you want to say, okay, like, this is it's time. This is me wanting to tell my story. What even brought that emotion up to want to tell it now after after it being on six years now? Yeah. So it what kind of brought it on? It's like it's something that I, like I've always dealt with, and it's kind of something that's like always been like tiptoed around. And it's a lot of people. A lot of people don't know. And so it's, and for a while, I was ashamed. I was mad at myself. I felt a lot of regret. Mm-hmm. But just within, like, the last year, I kind of just, I really sat down with myself and was like, I know that what I did was, it wasn't a bad thing, and I shouldn't look at it as something that's a bad thing. Right. And it's something that's like, I need to be able to forgive myself for what I did. And because it's not something that I should be ashamed of, it's something that we all go through all the time. Mm-hmm. So I, I just really had to sit down with myself and really forgive myself for everything that has happened because at the time, like, when it happened, it it was I wasn't in a good place, like mm-hmm. relationship wise, and now I feel like I'm in a better place, and I'm like, now I can actually talk about it and really share my experience. So, if I know anybody that's who's thinking about it, I can share my experience with them and make sure they don't feel ashamed or feel like it's something that should be looked down on. So I just felt like now was the time that I need to just share my story and my experience. Well, what – so the boyfriend that you currently have now, this is not the same relationship that you were in when you aborted. Oh, God, no. (laughs) No. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no. I was like, wait. I was like, wait. Hold on now. <laughs> like, is the relationship yes. still good? Okay. Yeah. No. Okay. I, the guy that I was with, I had known him for a very 
long time and we dated for four and a half years mm-hmm. and I just remember like just going to my annual gynecologist appointment and you know have you pee in the cup it's just she's like are you taking your birth control and I was like yeah and she's like right. well you're pregnant and I said what like that it, that can't be right, and so exactly like check that again. <laughs> run run yeah, that one more time. <laughs> yeah, and so then she was like, you know, like it could be a false positive. Um, come back tomorrow, we'll do an ultrasound. Came back in an ultrasound, and I was pregnant. I was like, wait, that that can't be right. But then, like, I started thinking about it. Like a few weeks before, I was still living in Atlanta. It it had there was an ice storm, so I couldn't get to the pharmacy to get my birth control, and I was stuck in the house with him. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Well, that that makes sense." But what yeah, me and him, we are not together at all. Well, what made you want to, or what what made you decide? Okay, like this is this has to be the option. Like, what were some things that? Um, you were dealing with mentally and emotionally that has you deciding, okay, I have to abort or, you know, I'm not ready. What were some of those um, emotions? So at this time, this was 2014. So it's been longer than six years. It's been eight years now. So at that time, I, me, my mom, she's in, was living in Arkansas where I am now. My dad and my stepmom still in Atlanta. Um, Things weren't going well with my dad and my stepmom, so they ended up kicking me out of the house. So I was staying with my ex-boyfriend and his sister, and she just mm-hmm. had a one-bedroom, and so me and him were just sleeping in her living room floor. I'm going to work, um, and I was working at Krispy Kreme at the time, so I'm getting like $200 a week. Mm-hmm. He already had a child from a previous relationship, and I'm going to say at that time she was maybe one, maybe one, about mm-hmm. to be two. And so when, after my ultrasound, I was just like, I'm not ready for a child at this at this moment. I'm only, I'm 19 years old. I can barely keep food in the house. I still have to pay for gas to keep in my car, he's not doing anything productive with himself. Like, even though he's trying to get a job, it's like he's not staying at jobs. So it was just one of the things, like, I'm mentally, I'm not ready to have a child. Financially, Mm -hmm. I'm not able to have a child because I've always said if I want to, whenever I do have a child, I want to be able to get my child anything and everything that they want. I don't want them to have to want for anything. Mm -hmm. I feel that. And so I said, right now, I can't do that. I can't. I'm probably not even going to be able to afford baby food just to keep them alive. I'm struggling to just keep myself alive as it is. So at that time, I was kind of like, I don't want I don't want to bring a child into this world where I'm, like, trying to scrape up money to figure out where their next meal is coming from or have them wearing two little clothes or 
trying to scrape up money for diapers. I didn't want to put myself in that situation. And that was the main reason as to why. But also with him, dealing with him, it was, at the time, I thought he was the love of my life. Me and him were going to be together forever. But I just felt Mm -hmm. like at that time, me and him weren't ready. and, And he wasn't ready to take care of a second child at that time because Mm -hmm. you still have a one-year-old and it's just I was like I can't do this right now at all so I had made the decision after my ultrasound sitting in the parking lot I can't have this child right and I know that had to be the worst decision or the hardest decision I should say the hardest decision of your life (laughs) it was I was just like thinking of everything, like, oh, maybe I could do this, maybe I could do that, and it's just, like, I can't, like, every scenario that I come up with in my head, it doesn't have the outcome that I want. Yeah. And, you know, I I feel like that's what sucks when it comes to being a woman and having to make these types of decisions. Because even today, you know, with this abortion law going on, and, you know, Texas has definitely, like, finalized. Speaking of Texas and stuff, where are you currently living, if you don't mind me asking? Because I am in Arkansas. (laughs) Okay, because I don't know why my mind was thinking you were in Texas, but I was like, hold on, like, like, is she in Texas? I'm over here talking about the abortion law, but, okay, so you're in Arkansas. Okay, that makes sense. My sister, she's in Texas, and she's pregnant right now. And right now she's in the position of, like, I, I can't have this baby. Like, she just recently found oh, out. Lord. But now she's like, she tells me, I'm going to have to come up to Arkansas in order to get this done because I can't do it in Texas. Right. And, that, and that's the crazy thing about this law and the fact that they want to make the decision for women. When in when yes. in prime example prime example your case, you didn't have the money, you didn't have the mental space. And when it comes to, you know, giving birth, when it comes to postpartum and having, right. you know, so many mental changes after birth and during birth, for them to say, Oh no, you guys aren't allowed to abort. How are you going to tell me what I'm able to do with my body? Exactly, so, and then we already have this baby formula shortage going on right now. So it's like, exactly. it's not make y'all telling us we can't have children. Like we can't abort these children. We have to have them, but we don't have baby formula on the shelves. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> oh my gosh! Listen, I'm I'm praying for your sister, and I'm hoping that she you know, is able to get somewhere that she can make the best decision for her. And don't let any type of law, any type of person, you know, tell her what she is able to do with her body because that's crazy. That That is insane. Yes. yes so I mean, what what were your emotions after, like after aborting and after realizing, you know, what just took place? Afterwards, I'm sorry, I'm getting ice. <laughs> no. Oh, no, girl, you're fine. <laughs> Um, so afterwards, like, it took, it took a lot to find anywhere to do it, um, because Mm -hmm. at the time, everybody was like, I think at that time, once you hit 14 weeks, you weren't able to get an abortion at all. Mm -hmm. So I was 
13 weeks and six days when I got my appointment. Yeah. And so just trying to find anywhere that was able to do it was a hassle because they were like, oh, like, you're too far along. All we do is the pill or it's this amount of money. Like, it still was expensive. Like, mm-hmm. and I had a friend who she understood everything I was going on, so she she lended me the money. And I just remember sitting in a room with a bunch of girls, and it's probably like eight of us sitting in a room. And mm-hmm. it's a woman who comes in there, and she's like, she asks us, like, does anybody want to change their mind? Are you guys okay? Like, asking us all these questions. And so it's just eight girls, including me, sitting in the room. And so they're like, okay, well, get undressed, put this gown on, and go sit in this room. We're going to give you this medication that's basically going to induce contractions. Mm-hmm. And they gave you the option of if you want to go to sleep or if you want to stay awake. And I said, I got to go to sleep for this. Even though it was like a 15-minute procedure, I felt like I was out for about six hours. Right. So afterwards, I remember waking up, and I just I was in a lot, a lot of pain at that mm-hmm. time. And so I was just like, I, I need pain medication. Like, it hurts. They gave me medication, and then I remember, like, I had to call my boyfriend at that time and tell him, I'm done, you have to come get me, because he did not stay at the clinic. He ended up leaving. Mm. And so came and got me, and I just remember sitting there, like, getting discharged, and one of the nurses just being like, all these girls coming in here and getting abortions, and nobody has health insurance. And so, wow. And the thing was, I had health insurance. It just didn't cover it because I was a dependent under my dad. Mm-hmm. And so I told her, I just looked at her, and I said, I have insurance. It just doesn't cover it. And so, like, when she said it, it kind of made me feel like, Am I, did I do the right thing? Like, right. is this the right thing to do? And so I just remember afterwards, like, being in the car and just, like, just holding my stomach because I was just still in pain. And go home, I take a shower, and I just remember being in the shower, and it's just all this blood just rushing out of me. And they told me, like, it, it's normal. Like, don't freak out when you see it. But, of course, I saw it freak out, of course. But I just remember, like, several, several days, like, just sitting in the shower, just crying because mm-hmm. I didn't know, was this the right thing that I should have done? Like, should I have kept the baby? Should I have done this? Should I have done that? And so it was mm-hmm. a lot of crying that I did. And at that time, only the girl who had gave me the money, um, Emily Lopez, I know you remember her. I told her, and yeah. she always she always checked on me every single day. She knew. Um, there was another girl that I was really good friends with at the time. She knew, and my sister and my dead boyfriend, they were the only people that knew. And so it's like even though I had them as my support system, mm-hmm. the one person that I wanted to be there was my boyfriend, and he wasn't there. 
Mm-hmm. So there was a lot of things that afterwards, like, I felt like I was alone going through it because the one person I wanted there to be with me, I didn't have. So it was a lot of nights just up just crying by myself or after work just sitting in the car just just crying because I had felt like I had made a mistake. Like I had did something wrong like this wasn't supposed to happen and for a very, very long time. I had felt like maybe I'm just not meant to have kids. Maybe if I hadn't done that, maybe I would be able to have more children. And so, like, now that I think about, like, I think, like, why was I thinking like that? Like, I know I'm 28, but I'm a fucking mess. Like, I don't have my shit together at all. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, and so now I'm, like, I sit down and I think about, like, why Why did I think that way? Like, I I shouldn't have thought, thought that way. I know that I'm going to be able to have kids. It's just a matter of when I'm ready to have kids. Right. I knew at that time I wasn't ready to have a child. Now right. I could probably have a child and be fine, but I know there are goals in my life that I want to achieve first Mm -hmm. before I have a kid. And right now I I have two dogs. Those are my kids right now. (laughs) They're enough. (laughs) They sit in my face all day long like a child. Like that is enough for me right now. So, but afterwards it was just, it was a lot of crying. I felt a lot of regret. I was really upset with myself. Um, about the decisions that I made. And I felt that for a very, very long time. And even, like, the guy that I'm dating now, I told, like, very early on, I had told him Mm -hmm. that I had gotten abortion. How did he take that? He wasn't upset at all. He was just, he was just acting kind of like, what made you want to do it? And so I, like, explained everything to him, and he was just like, okay. Like, he wasn't upset or anything like that. He just told me he was like, there's nothing wrong with what you did, and don't think that there is anything wrong. And even though I had somebody telling me, like, there's not anything that you have done wrong, like, it's okay, I still felt like I made a wrong decision. Yeah. Yeah, and I feel like that that comes with being, you know, maternal. You know, um, right. being a being a woman, you're you're always almost maternal. You know, um, you yes. have siblings, so you know, with with you know losing a child, um, regardless on how you lost the child, you'll still have that right. connection. So I definitely understand. Definitely. Yeah. So and he has he has a bunch of nieces and nephews. It's Six of them kids. Oh, and well, then your kids right there too. <laughs> exactly. Like any time that they come over or that we're around them, I treat them as if they are my own children. Like I give them baths, get them dressed, lotion them up. 
like give them the remote to watch TV and have my TV on volume 90. Like <laughs> they <just laughs> do what they want when they're here. And they're like, oh, like I'm hungry. And I'm like, okay, what do you want to eat? Let me cook something. Let's, let's go to McDonald's. It's right down the street. So I treat them as if like they're my own. And my sister, she has two boys right now. Mm-hmm. And even though they are bad and they hardly ever want to talk to me half the time, I still treat them like they're my own. When they do want to talk right. to me, I just sit there and listen to them and just talk, talk to them. Like, and I will tell them all the time, like, they start acting up while my sister's on the phone. I just tell them, hey, like, if I have to drive five hours down to Dallas to whoop you, I will. <laughs> I know that's right. Because sometimes, <laughs> look, it, it, really, it really takes a village. And sometimes them kids need a little, ugh. You know, because listen, they yes these these kids nowadays like I feel like they put something in the fluid, okay, oh when they were God. inside because <laughs> ain't, ain't no way they coming out like that. Ain't no like way they my, coming out like that. <laughs> my sister's youngest son, like for whatever reason, every time she gets on the phone, he just wants to start talking every single time, and I sit there and tell her, and I'm like. Please tell Carson to shut the hell up. Please just tell him to shut up. <laughs> I'm like, I'm so sick and tired of hearing him talk. Tell him, please just tell him to hush. Like, I love him, but he's just one of them kids that's just like, please just sit down and hush. Be quiet for a second. <laughs> like, and that's how it is. And she texted me last weekend. It's like, he's, he's been up since 8 o'clock and he won't stop talking. I said, what is he talking about? She said, everything. And I want him to hush. <laughs> like, the child. Oh, my gosh. Goodness gracious. Like, that's, all that's one thing that I'm kind of um, afraid about because I talk a lot. So I just know my children are going to be just coming out just talking. Oh, I'm going to be like, I'm going to be so annoyed. <laughs> yeah. And, like, my boyfriend's oldest niece, like, that. She's, she is a sweetheart. But she she talks so much. She talks all the time, and, like, we'll take her out and take her to do stuff. And, like, we took her to one restaurant, and we had chips and queso, and we told her, hey, break these chips up to smaller pieces. And she didn't listen, and she shoved the whole chip in her mouth and started choking in the middle of the restaurant. I mean, it's not funny, but it's like, I told you. I told you what to do. Yeah, and that's what we were looking at her, like, this is what you get. So now she doesn't know the name of the restaurant at all, but this is how she says it. I want to go to the one restaurant where I choked on the chip. <laughs> and she says this around, like, his family, around my mom. She says this around other people. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so now everybody's looking at us, like, you're not like a child choke. <laughs> And so as soon as she says it, we're like, no, wait, <laughs> that's not how it happens. <laughs> and so, and it's like kids are a blessing, and it's just like they can mm-hmm. say anything and everything that they want. Like even so with my ex-boyfriend's daughter, like I treated her like my own, but she said anything and everything she wants. Like she told my whole business. To his mom one day, like, tell her, she said, meaning Brie got in the bed, and she didn't have no bra on, she didn't have no underwear on, she just had a shirt on. 
Like, just told all my business. Telling your business. Mom. <laughs> Saying how you sweet. Yeah, and I'm like, <laughs> and I'm looking at her, I'm like, how do you know this, for one? Like, right. And I said one observant child. That's one observant yes. child. I'm trying to tell you. And I'm just like, oh, my. And so now I'm, I'm embarrassed because I'm like, why Why are you telling my business like this? <laughs> but, now, every time you spend a night over there, people looking at you like, mm-hmm, hope you got some underwear yeah. <laughs> And that's the thing. It's like anytime kids are around, I got pants and a T-shirt on. <laughs> so it's like. So how are you sneaking in? You're you're at this at this point you're you're over here observing the wrong thing. You're observing exactly. the wrong thing. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's, it's like every time kids come around, I I always treat them as if they are my own child, and I just say right. this is my practice for when I have kids. Because especially like my boyfriend's nephews, it's two of them, and they're bad. They're they're yeah. bad. I'll just say that. <laughs> and I know they're bad because my dog doesn't like them. Oh, he, wow. and, and dogs feel energy now. And so, and it's just, they just have a lot of energy. And that's yeah. the problem. I, we live in a one-bedroom. It's enough space for us. But they they just have so much energy. And she's just like, I, I can't do this. And she will go sit in her kennel all night. And so them two, she, they are my, they're my practice for sure. Because the number of times I have to tell them, please stop jumping off of my couch. Please leave the dog alone. Please stop touching so, that. So you would basically say that now you feel like you're in a better mental space and just in a space period to where if you were to get pregnant, let's say if you were to get pregnant right now, like, do you feel that you would be more confident to go through with it this time? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I definitely would feel a whole lot more confident going through with it because Mm -hmm. I know mentally, emotionally, and financially, I am in a much better place where I'm able to care for a child. And I also have um, my boyfriend, who I know is going to be there, right there with me at any given moment. Like, at any time that I need anything, like, I already know he's there. Most of the time, he's ar- he already knows that I need him for something, so he's already planned steps one through six. Right. Shout out to Robert, you know what I'm saying? Shout out right. to him <laughs> and, every- and everything that he does. <laughs> Wait, I love him to death because Last year, it snowed. I didn't work for a week. We had, like, mm-hmm. 18 inches of snow, and I couldn't work for a whole week. I didn't go to work because I said, I'm not driving at all. And I think my See, paycheck I had, like, I think I maybe had, like, 36 hours on a paycheck. <laughs> like, one. It's so hey. I look at my paycheck, <laughs> and it's, like, $500. And I'm, like, I got rich. <laughs> so I tell him, and I'm like, "Hey, like, um, I know I don't ask you ask you about this ever, but um, I need help with rent." And like at this point, like I'm crying for God knows what reason at that time. And he looks at me. He says, "I know. I already have it." And I'm like, "Okay." <laughs> like, <laughs> 
<laughs> like, what you crying for? Like, just take care of. That's exactly what he said. He's like, why are you crying? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why I'm crying. But he, I know at any given moment, if anything were to happen, or if I said, at any moment that I said, I, like, I'm pregnant and I don't want this child, I know that I will always have his support, no matter what it is. He's always going right. to be there for me. So he is part of my biggest support system. And then I have my mom here as well, who is my best friend. And I know she's, she's going to support me through it. And I've, I've told her and I've talked to her, like, about my abortion. And she's like, it's not anything that you should be ashamed of at all. Cause, and she told me I've had two. Mm. So mm. knowing that, like, I had another woman in my life who has been through it, it made me feel a little bit better because I'm like, okay, well, it's it's something that is normal. Like, right. my, mom, my mom's had it, and my sister, like, about, like, after her first son, after six months, after she had him, she ended up pregnant again, and she said, I can't have this child. I have a newborn, and I can't take care of two newborn kids. Right, and that's totally understandable. Totally understandable. If she had one, and so I was like, okay, well, I have all, I know these people around me who have had one, but in the back of my mind, I still always felt like, okay, maybe this wasn't the right decision and even when me and my ex were together it was kind of something that he always threw in my face even though he was on board with me getting it getting the abortion mm-hmm. it was always something he kind of anytime we got into any kind of little argument he always was like, threw it in my face like oh like if we had had the kid the baby wouldn't have been with you would have been with me you would have been a good mother like just wow hoping Mm-hmm. And so it was like things like that, and after a while, I was like, okay, you know what? He is not the person that I want to be with, and not a person that I want to exactly. have a child with either. Exactly. That 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 was your proof right there that you made the right decision. So whatever emotion, whatever thing that you was going through, you know, after the fact, sitting in your car, in the shower, and having those moments of sadness, that was your proof right then in those arguments where it was like, okay, right. I know I know that, you know, in those moments I felt like what I did was wrong, but now I know and I'm secure in my decision that that was absolutely correct. You know, what right. I did was like, because I feel like, at the end of the day, we go through things either for us to find something out, to figure something out, or for, like, a lesson. Exactly. And I think, I think in that moment, it was a, okay, wait, now I see who this man really is, and I see who this man really is about. But within that, let's say you did it, you know what I'm saying? Let's say you didn't go through with it, and you went through the pregnancy. How do you think? you would be changed now, whether it be mentally or physically? Um, I, you know, that's something I think about all the time. Like, what if what if I hadn't had the abortion? What if I still had this child? Like, my child would be eight years old. 
at this point. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just like, what, like, what could have been different? And the sister thing is, like, he would have been somebody I would have to deal with for the rest of my life. Right. And he is not somebody I want to deal with for the rest of my life because he was a narcissist. And I never, mm-hmm. I didn't know what a narcissist was for a long time until after, like, we had broke up and, mm-hmm. like, and those little arguments that we had. It's just like, okay, like, this this isn't healthy. And it took a while for me to realize that it wasn't healthy. Like, my parents had to open my eyes. They're like, this man is emotionally abusive to you. Mm. And you need to get out of the situation. And my mom, she said, you need to pack your bags pack all of your stuff immediately and come back to Arkansas right now. And that is exactly what I did. It took a while, but I was like, okay. My, my mom is not just telling me this just to say it. And so I said, think about it like she sees it. <laughs> yes. And she told me, because at first I was like, oh, like, I'm going to stay, blah, blah, blah. And she told me, she said, Brianna, if you stay, I, I can't support you in this relationship. I just can't. Mm-hmm. It's and so after she said that, I was just kind of like, okay, like, let me, like, let me figure things out. Maybe things will get better. And things never got better. And mm. that was just in a short time span of a week that because mm. came to Arkansas in the end of 2014. And me and him had a long-distance relationship, and I ended up moving back the beginning of 2017. Mm-hmm. So within two months of me being back in Atlanta, everything about him changed. Like the person that I met was not this person. But then mm-hmm. I sit down and think about it. I'm like, he showed me exactly who he was before we started dating. And I was just dumb. Right. And so... I'm just like, if I did not go through all of that and I kept the child, this is somebody I was going to be stuck with for the rest of my life. It was going to be a headache trying to do anything, trying to date other people, have other people at the house, like just mm-hmm. trying to do anything. I already knew it was going it was going to be a hassle. He was going to want me to be with him in I didn't want to be with him anymore. I felt like, okay, we had this little fight, but tomorrow things will be better. Okay, we had this little fight, but tomorrow things will get better. And it's like we have these little Mm -hmm. fights and things get better for the moment. They never got better. So Mm -hmm. I think, like, you know what, that was the best decision that I could have made for myself because, Mm -hmm. I don't want to be with anybody like that at all. You don't deserve anybody like that. You know, no person, especially going through something traumatic as that, because not to, not to, you know, bring this up, but this is a part of your story about, you know, your parents, your stepmom and your dad kicking you out, you know, and having to, you know, kind of depend on him. So with him, 
you know, not supporting you in that way when it came to, you know, aborting and after the fact, it's just kind of like that altogether was already unhealthy, you know. Yeah, and um, it's like all the red flags were there. They were all right. there. Exactly. And it was just, I just kept saying to myself, oh, things are going to get better. He's just mad, like, right now. Tomorrow things will be better. It's going to be so much better. And it's like things aren't going to get better better and I realized like once I started dating my dating, dating Robert I realized this is how a relationship is supposed to be relationships mm-hmm. aren't meant to be hard exactly. and so I was it's like what... and, and that's what I told him I said I thought I knew what love was. I thought I knew how to love somebody. I thought I knew how somebody was supposed to love me. But mm-hmm. now that we have been together and I told him this like after a year I told him I really do love you and I know how it, how I'm supposed to be treated not because you have actually shown me how I'm supposed to be treated. And my mom, right. she loved him. They are best friends. He will come <laughs> to the house and the two of them will sit there and talk all day long. Like, she absolutely loves him to death. And my ex, she hated him, absolutely hated him. And I knew when she liked Robert, because we do a family trip every year. First mm-hmm. time we went out the country, we had went to Mexico. Before we even before the trip even comes. She says, yeah, so the next family trip, Robert's invited. And I'm like, we haven't even made it to Mexico yet. And you're already <laughs> inviting him for the next trip. <laughs> and But that's that how you know that's real love. <laughs> yeah, and that's what I said. I said, you really like him, don't you? She said, I do. I really like Robert. That's my friend. <laughs> and so, like, and she says it all the time. He's my friend. I like Robert. You don't, don't lose Robert. I like him. And I said, <laughs> I know, I know you do. <laughs> she tells me every single day, I like Robert. Or she's like, How's Robert doing? What is, what are you guys doing today? And I'm like, I feel like you're more concerned about him than me. <laughs> right? Like, who's your daughter? Who's your daughter right now? <laughs> exactly. And so but that's beautiful, though. And yeah, and I, I, my mom, she told me she said the way that your ex treated you, you don't deserve anything like that. You are better than that, and you deserve to be treated better mm-hmm. than that. And exactly, I was like, I said you're right. And then I just happened to find Robert like just at work, like we we worked together at the time, and it was kind of like one of the things like we just talks and things like that and it's just kind of like yeah we're dating so (laughs) one of those things it's just like it wasn't nothing just felt forced nothing felt hard Mm -hmm. and I know like if I if I kept that child I would have never met Robert or probably would have met really anybody like him because my ex probably would have made it so hard just for me to do any little thing if I wanted to go on dates I already know he would have made it so hard just to do very 
simple things. I one day to myself probably wouldn't be able to have it because he was going to make it difficult. So I just know that this is the best thing for me. Whatever yeah. anybody else says, how anybody else thinks, I told myself that doesn't matter. They weren't there. They nobody forced you to do it. It was a decision you made by yourself. And exactly. I really I really had to just sit down and be like and tell myself that like it's okay. And I was like, it's it's okay. Like, don't be upset. Don't be ashamed anymore. It's okay. And when I finally told myself that, I was like, okay, I can talk about this now. And when I saw your post, I was like, this is my opportunity to share my story with everybody. Oh, that's beautiful. Like, what made you? And you know, I hear I hear that a lot. You know, like I was ashamed or. You know, I I didn't want anybody to look at me as, you know, the bad guy. What is that ashamed feeling? Like, why why do people feel ashamed after aborting? I think it's just one of those things is like, it's like people like, we see a lot of people our age who have kids. Mm-hmm. Right. We see everybody who's pregnant right now. So I think it's kind of one of those things. It's just kind of like you see everybody with their kids and everybody happy and watching everybody's kids grow. And it's kind of like, maybe I shouldn't have done that. Like, that could be me. And I think it's one of those things, like, is it always trying to compare yourself to somebody else and what somebody else's life is? But we all know everybody takes a pretty picture on social media. Mhm. Exactly. Exactly. And that was going to be my next thing. A, like, just because you see it doesn't mean that you know it's happy, happy ending. Exactly. You know? And I think that that was one of the things. Like at first, it's like, okay, like, um, like everybody that like I went to school with is pregnant. Everybody's having babies. Like, should I be one of these people? And like, it's one of the things. Like, okay, maybe I should have like kept my like had this baby and not just had to abort like it's just one of the things like okay maybe if I had the baby maybe this would be different maybe that would be different maybe this that the other and like you start going through all of these things and you see all these things on social media and it's kind of like maybe that wasn't the right decision so it's like all these things that you think about and I think just afterwards it's kind of like even after the abortion it's just kind of like just the pain that I felt like the physical pain, I was just like, maybe that wasn't the right decision. But now I'm like, hearing all these people go through child, childbirth, that was nothing. That was just some cramps. <laughs> it's not funny, but I definitely <laughs> understand what you're saying. <laughs> like, it's like, like that, 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 that child birth? No. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, that is like, the pain that I felt, that was just like, menstrual cramps these women are going through so much so much more pain than some cramps (laughs) and so (laughs) and so that's what I think about it's like in my head I'm like oh my god the pain was so bad so bad and I think about it and I'm like my cramps feel like that now and I am going through my day (laughs) 
It's not funny, but it's like, exactly. Like, I got to go walk the dogs. I got to go do this. I got to go do that. And it's like, when you think about it, it's like, okay, like, the situation is not funny, but, like, when you compare, like, the two pains, it's like, they're nothing alike. Like, it is painful. And I praise anybody who is able to stay awake during that because they hook up all the machines and things like that where you can hear the heart, where they're able to hear the heartbeat and things like that. And that's the one thing I did not want to hear because I felt like Mm -hmm. if I heard it, I was going to change my mind. Mm -hmm. And so, and they do one last ultrasound as well, but they don't show you the screen at all, which I was glad about because I said, if I would have saw any of that, I would have immediately changed my mind. Yeah. And so, and I just, it's just one of the things like the physical pain, I felt like it was really, really bad. But and I think about it now, it's like, it wasn't that bad. I made a decision that was the best decision for me. Mm-hmm. I know that I'm okay with it. Um, and even though like, I feel like anything else that everybody else has going on, like in their life, what they show on social media, I know that's not always the case. What's right. going behind closed doors. We don't know, like, what they're dealing with, with their significant others. Like, if they even have a supportive significant other. I don't know, like, what they get going on financially. Like, they could be in the same position that I I was in. Right. And so I think the shame really comes from, like, you see everything on social media. You see all of, like, people that you went to school with, you grew up with. Everybody's having kids. Like, you see all those happy pictures, and it's kind of just like, damn, that could have been me. That should have been me. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where a lot of the shame comes from, like, the what, the coulda, shoulda, woulda, really. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. And with, so with all that feeling, understanding, you know, now you're in a space of accepting it, because that's what it all boils down to. You are now accepting mm-hmm. the fact that that was the decision that you made, and this is where you are now. You know, um, what would you say, or what advice would you give to other women who have aborted or who are pregnant now and unsure of what their decision should be? My advice to anybody who still feels like that a shame hurts, or anybody who is pregnant now thinking about it. My advice to them is do what you feel like is the best decision for you, regardless mm-hmm. of when anybody else tells you whatever your family says, this and the other. You have to do what you feel like is the best decision for you, and the only person who knows that is you. Right. You're the only person who knows what what works for you, where you are mentally, where you are financially, and even though we are at the point now where everybody that we see is having kids, you can't rely on social media. You can't rely on everybody else's, everybody else around you and what they got going on to affect what you want to do because you don't want to be unhappy during your pregnancy because I really believe how you are during your pregnancy is how your how your baby comes out. If you're unhappy during your pregnancy, you're going to have an unhappy baby. You want to have a happy, right. healthy pregnancy. 
if you feel like you're not going to have that happy, healthy pregnancy, either you need to figure out what's going to make you happy during that pregnancy or look at other options. But don't allow social media to tell you or anybody else tell you, you have to, like, you have to keep this baby. If you, like, deep down in your heart, I don't want this baby right now. Even though you may love that child once it comes, if you know deep down you did not want that child, that child's not going to have all of your love and attention the way that they should. So best advice, do what you feel like is best, best for you. Whatever your heart tells you, that's what you got to do. Don't let anybody else stop you from making that decision. People may tell you things, but don't listen to it. Do what you feel like is best for you. I totally agree. And if you're in Texas, go to a different state. You know what I'm saying? Like, go to a yes, different state. Yes, get out of Texas, please. <laughs> get out of Texas because at the end of the day, I I strongly, strongly believe that nobody should be telling you what you should be doing with your body. Point blank, period. Like, nobody. Like it's just it's uh-uh. disgusting like, to me. It's disgusting to me that the that this law is even out here. Like circling around. Like, no. I Exactly. I, it it just makes me feel disgusting. But thank you so much, Bree. Like I know this is heavy. Like I I could just only imagine the emotions and just trying to retell the story, you know. Um but I appreciate it so much, and I know there's going to be a lot of other women, a lot of other people who will hear this and will say, you know what, like, I know that was hard, but, hey, she made the right decision for her, and look at her now, you know what I'm saying, like, still able to walk and still able to, you know, accept the fact, yes, I did it, but this is where I am now, and these are the reasons why. I made my decision. So, like I said before in the beginning of this, I admire you, you know, and I applaud you. If I had the little uh, effects, I would have played it, but, you know, I ain't got that right now. (laughs) Look, and this is also my advice to anybody else who wants to have kids. If you are absolutely, uh, if you are like, I just don't know if I want kids, get some nieces and nephews, keep them for a weekend, and then decide if you want kids at that point. Or just get you a pet. Hey yo, that's the same advice though. That's because listen, listen. I have I have um, my nephew, and I'd be like every like every other day. I'd be like, yeah, I don't think I'm on it. <laughs> like every exactly other day, <laughs> every other day. Like yo, them nieces and nephews really keep you on your toes. Yo, my boyfriend so is the same way. way. We will literally be laying in the bed, and he'd be like, yeah, like I, I think I'm ready for a kid now. The next day, we will go spend the day with his family and all of the kids. And he's like, I do not want children. I don't want any kids. <laughs> like, like, don't snatch you. Don't it's got, it's back to reality. <laughs> but that's my advice. If you are absolutely unsure about kids, get some nieces and nephews, get your friends' kids, keep them for a weekend. And that will let you know if you are absolutely ready. And it's really mentally if you are ready. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Kids, kids don't because shut I'm up. trying to tell you. They stress you 
out. Like, they stress you out. Like, there'll be things that they would do that would just have you like, oh, my gosh. Like, I really just want to thank you, but I know I can't. But it's like, I want to. So it's like, you have to you have to really be, like, mentally prepared because, like, yeah, you know, it's yes. all cute with their baby. It's like, oh, my God, this baby is so cute. Yeah, yeah, But when they get older, like, in age, like, when they hit them, like, one, to really when they start when they start crawling, yes. be prepared. Be prepared. Like just because be prepared. I remember my boyfriend's oldest nephew. He he's bad, and we all know he is bad. His mom knows he is bad. He's one of those kids that you will say stop messing with that, and he will keep messing with it, and then you go whoop him. He'll cry, and then he'll go mess with something else. You whoop him about that, and he goes back to the same thing that you told him the first time to stop messing with. He's one of those kids. So if anybody wants to borrow my boyfriend's nephew for a day, let me know. <laughs> we'll work something out. <laughs> we'll, we'll do it in arrangement. Okay, this is an arrangement. Exactly. I'm like, like him at my house. I'm like, please leave the dog alone. She does not want to play with that toy right now. Please stop. Like, just lay down. Just sit down and watch TV. And I remember him and his cousins, the two girls, who are just fine. They are calm. My dog loves them. I get up. They're all in the living room laying down watching TV at night. And I get up to go to the bathroom. And next thing I know, I see just running from my kitchen back to the living room. (laughs) He's in my pantry trying to get fruit snacks. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Yo, and why are kids obsessed with these fruit snacks, man? Like, they, what are they putting in these fruit snacks? Like, for real, for real. Like, I really want to know. Like, I this is ridiculous. I don't know. Like, it's but ridiculous. Like, they're so addictive. Hey, yo, me too. That's why I'm saying they're addictive. <laughs> like, me too. Like, my boyfriend loves them. So I go and I get, like, the big box that has, like, the 40-packs in them. Like, that's what I get. And he will sit there and eat them all day. And then, like, they will come over, and they already know if they're at my house for the weekend, they're going to get breakfast because that's that's the only time I make breakfast is when they're here because I'm not a breakfast (laughs) person at all. And they will look at me as, like, who's cooking? And I'm like, you know your uncle doesn't cook, so it's me. I'm going to make y'all breakfast, so if you could just give me a moment. And the whole time I'm making breakfast, I'm hungry, I'm hungry, I'm hungry. And I'm like, I'm oh, in the kitchen. Lord. I see, cut up see, strawberries. That's the part when you say you shank them. I mean, that, that's the point where I'm talking about, like right there. Like, <laughs> like you'd be ready to be just shanking them. Like, I'm hungry, I'm hungry, I'm hungry. And I'm like, I know you're hungry, sweetie. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Like, I get it. I get it. I am too. That's why I'm cooking. (laughs) Right. It's like, I know you're hungry. I know this is what we do every Saturday that you're here. But if you could please, please just give me 10 more minutes. I promise you breakfast will be ready. I've already given you strawberries and you ate the whole box. So please just give me a few more minutes. Oh, my God. Let me tell you. Kids will eat you out of a house and home. I'm trying to tell you. So bottom line, and a grown man, they're going to eat all your food. 
Exactly. Exactly. So really the bottom line is make sure make sure that whatever decision that you decide to do when it comes to having children, make sure it's the right decision for you, bottom line, okay? And we're not saying this to scare nobody, exactly. but, but, like, kids can be a lot. Like, they can be a lot. They can be. They can be a lot, especially when it comes down to, like, getting gifts for, like, birthdays and things like that, especially, like, little girls and these LOL dolls. You know what? And I, just saw, I saw a couple. I saw a commercial for an LOL dog. Like, what exactly is that? Like, what are we doing? Laughing? Like, what do it do? LOL? LOL what? <laughs> what does it do? They, you know, I'm not even sure. All I know is, like, they're basically, like, this generation of kids' brats. That's all, the best way I can describe uh, it. They're brats okay. for these new kids. And the little okay. girls love That it. makes sense. That makes and sense. And they're expensive. I don't know when toys, when a doll with one outfit became $30, but they're expensive. (laughs) An outfit is $30? Well, you get the doll and the one outfit that comes with it, it's like $30 now. But No, they tripping. Anything? They tripping. Yeah, yeah. So, and I, I told my boyfriend, I was like, I remember I got a Bratz doll. She had her one outfit on, and she had two extra outfits that came with it. I was like, twenty dollars. You can exactly. get the Bratz doll with one out, the one outfit she had on for ten dollars. See, that's why these like, kids these days are expensive. They're expensive. <laughs> expensive. But we love them all. You know? They want phones, phones, tablets, everything. They know how to work my yeah. TV better than I do. They're like, wait, hold on. How you get to that setting? Right. How did that happen? <laughs> you know, at first, when I just happened to come home one day when my boyfriend's niece was here, and I'm just like, why? Why is it just so loud? And I'm one of those people. I don't like a lot of loud sounds. So I'm just like, why? Why is it so loud in this apartment? And my boyfriend's just sitting on the couch. On his phone, she's sitting here in the living room, coloring, watching TV. I grab the remote to turn it down, and it's on ninety. And I'm like, uh-uh. "Is it? Is, I didn't even know my TV could go this loud." Right, like half of y'all still here. That's <laughs> like, hey, also <laughs> one of those people. He has the TV. Not even the TV. He'll just have his music loud, and I'm just, and I'm one of those people like, hey, can we turn that down to like ten, please? Oh, they don't be hearing you for real. But they don't be, they don't be hearing or caring. To be honest, they're gonna do what they want when all. they want at all times. At all. At all. Uh, Let's do whatever no. they want and look at me now washing the clothes. <laughs>
That's it. Okay. Like, just save my eardrums and just clean up after yourself. That's all I want. <laughs> Listen, I think that's what any woman wants. Okay? Like, if I clean up the kitchen and you want to come behind me, you want to cook your own meal, eat your little snack, whatever you want to do, you should don't come on down. You should just think it's empty. Why are you throwing the cup in here? Hmm? Are you throwing a bowl in there? A fork? A spoon? Okay, like that's annoying. That's annoying. Like I feel like that is probably like my my biggest pet peeve. Like if I clean up the kitchen and there's there's other people that want to come behind me and like eat or whatever, they want to throw in a little spoon and stuff. Okay, first off, the dishwasher empty, you know what I'm saying? Or you could wash that by hand, you know, and put it back. Like why is there such a thing after I just clean it? My boyfriend has a bad habit of that. Me and him have gotten like it wasn't like really arguments. It was just me bitching at him because I've cleaned dishes. They are still sitting in the sink. They are clean, but he proceeds to pile his dirty cups on the side of the sink, and I have to tell him, put the fucking dishes up today. Exactly. Like <laughs> now. Like this minute. Like while I'm talking, you should be cleaning them cups. Like, what are you doing? And I've had to tell him that so many times. Clean the dishes. Like, this second. I want you to just put the dishes away. Just put them up. You know where everything goes. Put it up and wash your cups. <laughs> you have six cups sitting on the side of the sink. Clean them. Oh, my gosh. Like, I, I don't get it. Like, I really do not get it. It's annoying. You know, hey, I think it's I put a moss on the Look, and I praise my sister every single day. Like, just listening to her deal with them kids, because my youngest nephew, Carson, he's been getting in so much trouble at school. And I'm like, I would have been whooped his ass. Right. <laughs> and then my oldest nephew, he took school pictures. Mm-hmm. said he was not going to smile in them at all. My sister said, okay, that's fine if he don't smile. But he purposely made a frowny face and puffed out his top lip. And these were the pictures that she has prepaid for, and now he's pissed. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> like, it's not funny, but it's the fact that kids really do this, man. Like, Kids really test you at a at an all time high. Like that is what's crazy to me. It's like wow. Like y'all really be testing y'all parents out here. This is crazy. And my boyfriend's oldest niece for pictures last year in the fall, she had um sunglasses on in her pictures. She has sunglasses on. Why? (laughs) You know, her mom said. I didn't even know she took the sunglasses to school. Oh, my gosh. And with a terrible bag, she said. She said, Nala, like, do you think, like, do you think this is a good picture? And she said, yeah, I think I look like a rock star. And that is how she felt about those pictures. So, mine, I don't know, because... These kids, <laughs> no, know they are they're taking your every single day. <laughs> <laughs> like, yo, no, I look like a rock star. <laughs> Literally, so, no, hey, I, yeah. think, I feel like I look like a rock star. It was dead serious about it, too. And it was just like, okay. So 
they're all like, these are the pictures you're getting. This is what I paid for. So, oh, my gosh. Like, I can only imagine the frustration. Like, I can only imagine the frustration. Like, are you kidding me? Like, you're going to sit here and look me dead in my eyes. I'm like, yeah, they look great. I look like a rock star. Like, what? These are supposed to be cute, long-lasting pictures, not even for you, but for the parents, for the mom, especially, because, you know, the dad don't really be caring like that. But, like, for the mom to look back at. Like, and you go to here talking about some, yeah, I look like a rock star. Ma'am. <laughs> Little ma'am. Like, come on. <laughs> I told I told my boyfriend, and I also told my sister when she sent me my nephew's picture, I've already had it planned in my head. I'm buying a senior page in their yearbook, and that's going to be the main picture on that page. It's going to be the biggest picture. Oh, my and so God. I, I've already told them, don't even worry about a senior page. I'm buying it, and I'm putting that picture in there. <laughs> like, if I have to like buy the just for that picture, that's all I care about because I'm going to make sure, especially my nephew, because he cannot – comprehend the fact like this is not a good picture like at all he cannot comprehend that and my sister was pissed like on the phone pissed and I'm cackling in her ear because I mean like I understand her frustration but that's like funny (laughs) like and she says well I'm gonna have to see if I can if they still have his spring picture, his fall pictures, because I didn't buy them. So I made the comment, which he was not very happy about. I said, what if he's doing the same thing in those pictures, too? Right. Like, then what? And now she's mad. And she said, breathe. I didn't even have to say that. She's like, please do not tell me that, because I'm going to be really mad if it is. And I said, it's very possible that it is, that that's what that picture looks like. And she's, like, he came in the room, and she was, like, please go to your room and read a book. Just get out of my face. <laughs> I don't even want to look and at you right And he can't understand, now. like, <laughs> yeah, he can't understand, like, why are you mad? And she's, like, what did I do? have you seen your picture? And he's, like, he's, like, yeah, I saw it. You showed it to me. And she's, like, why did you make that face? He said, I said I wasn't going to smile. She said, you didn't say you were going to frown either. Like, <laughs> he can't grasp that concept in his head. Like, I said I wasn't going to smile. Like, like mom, you, like, you knew what I was going to do. <laughs> exactly. He was like, I said I wasn't going to smile. Like, oh. that's oh I praise all the mothers out here because I know kids are testing y'all. <laughs> Yes, left and right. Y'all got kids, husbands, boyfriends, fiancés who are big as kids kids as well. More power to you because I understand. (laughs) Y'all are right. Oh, goodness gracious. To all all the mommies, to little kids, and to big kids, okay, at this point. Like, salute salute to all y'all. Salute to all y'all. Exactly. Shout out to all the moms out there because I gave my mom hell, and I still do at 28 years old. (laughs) Okay, same here. 
You got a lifetime with this. You got a lifetime exactly. with it. Like, people want to say, oh, no, not until, like, when they turn 18, then, you know, um, you're off You're off the hook. No, you're not. No, you're not. I don't know who created that rule or who said, oh, yeah, when they turn 18, you know, you're off the hook. Off the hook of what? That is still your child. You know what I'm saying? They're still going to be calling you, driving you crazy. Nonstop. Exactly. I know I, <laughs> I Look, I called my mom yesterday, and I was like, what are you doing? And she's like, oh, we're about to go get something to eat. And I'm like, oh, like, where are y'all going? She's like, I'm not telling you. And I said, that's fine. I'll just look for y'all's car. If I have to drive all over Little Rock, I will do that. <laughs> like, <laughs> I give my mom a hard time, and I know I do, like, if he wonders where I get it from, I get it from her. <laughs> but I know my brother, he be giving my mom hell <laughs> all the time. I mean, as children, you know, I, that's what you do. You know what I'm saying? Like, even even if you're a whole-ass adult, it does not matter. Like, at the end of the day, when you go around your parents, you're, you're a child again. You're a kid again. Like, well, I ain't know that. Like, mom, like, how you exactly. do this? Exactly. <laughs> like, you're asking a million questions that you probably know the answer to, and you probably know how to do it, but you just test them in. That's what kids do, and it's the beauty of it. I mean, exactly. probably not for little kids. It's probably not the beauty of it, but that's a kid. That's why. We exactly. got to love it. At the end of the day, we, we love all children. You know, we love the inquisitive ones, too, the ones that ask a million questions. And want to say why to everyone you. <laughs> why? Why this? Why is that? Like you can you can sit here and be driving and talk about something. Why do the trees grow? Because um, we need oxygen. Why do we need oxygen? Because we're humans. Why are we humans? Like, I don't know. I have no idea. I have, like, I have no idea. Exactly. It just gets to the point. It's just like, okay, like you have asked me seventy-five questions in the matter of ten minutes. <laughs> and I'm I'm tired of answering these questions. <laughs> like, and every time I have an answer for you, it's but why? Okay, but why? Exactly. Okay, but why? <laughs> like, because it just is. I'm tell you to go to Google. That's just how it is. <laughs> like, exactly. Just, like, I, I don't know. Shoot. <laughs> like, so, I understand. <laughs> Oh, but we love it, nonetheless. Like we love, we love the questions. Oh, we yeah. love the inquisitive child. We love all that. But y'all be annoying. <laughs> y'all be annoying. Okay, well, I'm just gonna put it out there. I'm just first person to say y'all be annoying. But it's it's beautiful. Love y'all. Yeah. Exactly. Love y'all. Love y'all to death. You know, and um, I do I do want to say like to all the mothers, to all the that yeah. you have made this you have made this decision for you. You know, um because there's beautiful moments in every single every single part of it. And yes. I'm so thankful I'm so thankful and I'm so happy for you, Bree, and I'm so happy that you were able to share this and have and finally have an understanding and have that freedom that you know, because I know that it can take a it can take a toll on you. You know, especially for carrying it for so long. 
So, yeah, it's a blessing. And I love that you're doing this as well, having other women share their story with abortion, miscarriages, as well as even people who've already had kids, because it's a lot of things that a lot of us are dealing with that, you know, hearing somebody else's story and realizing that they're going through the same thing or went through the same thing, it helps you relax a little bit and feel okay with yourself. So I absolutely love that you are doing this and having other women share their stories as well. Wow. 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 Amazing. Amazing. I can't, I just cannot wait. These, these interviews have been nothing but amazing and it just doesn't stop here because even when they say that black women have a higher death rate when it comes to pregnancy, guess what? We are still exceeding while black. Peace and love, y'all. I'm out.